Hey everybody, welcome to the Startup Stories podcast. I am your host, Jordan Rayner, and today I'm joined by Nick Price, founder and CEO of City Sleekers, a mobile, waterless, eco-friendly car cleaning service. Nick's, Nick, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, Jordan. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. I'm a big fan of City Slickers, and I'm excited uh, to hear some of your stories as, a, as an entrepreneur. But uh, before we get into that, why, why don't you tell uh, the Startup Stories podcast listeners a little bit about City Slickers? What is the product? How does it work? All that good stuff. Okay, so basically what we do at City Sleekers is we're a waterless, eco-friendly car cleaning service that comes to you. We transform every parking space into your own personal car wash. So our downtown customers can schedule their cleanings via our mobile application, and our sleekers will bike to and clean the car. Um, the way it works is with waterless cleaning, you spray a solution on the vehicle. It has a little tiny bit of water in it, but you're not using excess water. So when you spray it on the car, it emulsifies the dirt and grime, and then we use microfibers that pair with that technology and pull all the dirt up before you push on the clear coat and it lifts all the dirt emulsifies all the contaminants on the surface of the paint and then buffs to a clean showroom shine very cool very cool and you guys are uh, it sounds like you guys are starting to gain some good traction uh, where you guys are based in st petersburg florida is that right right awesome. we're we're based out of st pete yeah very cool. So, Nick, uh, why did you guys start uh, City Slickers? Tell, tell us the founding story behind the company. Uh, the founding story is actually kind of funny because we were in a class called New Venture Creation at USF uh, St. Pete. And basically, we had to come up with a business that was a disruptive technology and to take a pre-existing market that you know has done something the same way for as long as you could remember and find a way to do it differently. So we thought, well, how funny would it be if you could wash a car without water? <laughs> um, then lo and behold, we Google search and it's, it's not that uncommon. Um, and so from there, we started testing products and, and starting rolling out kind of the idea as to what we could do with it. So we saw the car wash industry as a $15 billion industry. And we said, you know, let's disrupt this. And so we, we started working from there. Awesome. I love it. Talk about an antiquated market. Uh, right. I, I love businesses too that are using technology to disrupt a seemingly – an otherwise seemingly boring industry. Right. So I, I, met, I met a founder the other day of, uh, of, a, of a company that is disrupting like coin laundromats. I'm like I love it and they're killing it. They, they, they have a really impressive strategy for growing uh, and, and really creating a national brand of laundromats. It was very interesting. So I, I, I love these types of businesses. Uh, so Nick, uh, with every episode of Startup Stories, we ask our guests to tell uh, two compelling stories that convey lessons that, that you think are valuable for all entrepreneurs to learn. So uh, what stories do you want to share with our listeners today? So I, I have two, but I have one really big one that I is, love it. is kind of like my my like coming to age as to what you don't do going into business. Excellent. Um, so in 2013, we set out to try to start picking up new locations and we we're on this kick that we thought, you know, 
if we just get a certain number of locations that we clean cars at, you know, we'll be millionaires next week. Um, <laughs> it didn't work that way. Um, <laughs> but basically what I ended up doing was contacting Countryside Mall in Clearwater, Florida and, and saying, Hey, you know, I see that you guys don't have a car cleaning service. You know, will we be able to come and clean cars there? And the guy who's the leasing agent there, he said to me, yeah, that would actually be really cool if we could do that. But, you know, city of Clearwater has water runoff restrictions. I'm like, oh, well, cool, because we don't use water. So we automatically fit the bill for them right there. Um, so we started running the numbers and trying to figure out, like, is this going to be a good fit for us? Do we want to do brick and mortar? And we ended up running the numbers and on paper, it looked great. Like it looked like, you know, seven to 10 cars a day, we'd be hitting our break even point, And then, you know, we hit 15, 20 cars on the weekend and we'd be making a hundred thousand in revenue in the first year. Yeah. So on paper, it looked great. It ended up being horrible. It ended up being <laughs> the biggest money pit I've ever experienced as a business owner. Um, you know, it, when you work with a corporation like Westfield, um, it's really hard to have any kind of wiggle room on rent pricing. Sure. So I, I got them to go as low as they would go. But what I didn't really realize being new to the brick and mortar scene was the amount of overhead to keep that thing going seven days a week from nine o'clock in the morning till eight o'clock at night, having people inside the mall, outside the mall, riding around the mall, marketing so, you know, we ended up after 10 months pulling out of the mall and realizing that that wasn't the right fit for us yeah. and that sticking to what we initially thought of just having the mobile units that go to people and build that convenience for our customers is the better fit. Um, we ended up, and I, I tell you guys this in confidence so everyone knows, I ended up losing about $65,000 on that deal. Jeez. Um, so that's a quick way to go through your funding right. in, in a matter of 10 months. Right, right. And that, that, that's interesting. So, so how – so I'm curious. So that, that's, a, that's a great war story and a cautionary tale for, for other entrepreneurs who, who may be listening. How did that experience, Nick – uh, shape the future of the company, right? So, so you guys aren't doing brick and mortar anymore. So, right. what what lessons did you guys take away from that experience uh, that you've kind of carried with you uh, since since that failure? Well, the the real things I took from it was we learned being in that brick and mortar like kind of business. We learned what exceptional customer service really does for you. Yeah. Um, and we also learned how to make sure that you have a set number of cars for every single day before you schedule out. So what we've kind of done since then is we've brought, in, we've brought guys on who want to clean cars, but they don't necessarily want to have a set schedule. So I have guys that, you know, say, okay, well, I might, I can work, you know, seven to five this day and seven to five that day, but next week it might be. I'm working Tuesday instead of Monday and Wednesday instead of Saturday. So having that flexibility with our employees instead of having the large overhead allows us to really schedule out things better and hit our bottom line way faster than we would at the mall. Yeah, interesting. 
Yeah, so what, one of the things I really uh, respect and admire about you, Nick, uh, and this is one of the first things I heard about you before we actually met up in person, uh, was that you're incredibly persistent, right? So this is an idea you've been working on for for a while now, and mm-hmm. you guys did hit a big failure in, in brick and mortar, but you learned a lot from it, and you pivoted, and, and, and you guys are really going back to kind of what the original vision for the company was, right? Right. Uh, which, which, is, which is really great, and I admire uh, how you guys have uh, you know, made something of, of those, those early missteps uh, and, and are, are building something really valuable. Uh, very cool. So, so you said you had a second story to share? Yeah. Um, the other story is, it, and I'm, I want to tell this to, to people because it, it really bothers me to this day. <laughs> When you start a business, do not hire your friends. <laughs> this don't, is fantastic advice. Yes, continue. Yes. Don't hire your friends. <laughs> your friends, you know, when you're, when you're first starting up and you're like, okay, well, I, I need to find people that are going to do this stuff for me, right? So I need guys that are going to be willing to go out and clean cars, for instance, all day in the sun. You know, there's people out there that will do it. Um, you kind of have to siphon through it, but immediately off the off the bat, starting the business, your friends are going to be like, yeah, I can help you with whatever you need. So we, and this relates back to the initial story at the mall. Um, we brought some friends on board and, you know, they did great for the first couple months. And then they, your, your friends kind of get into this, this idea that, well, you know, Nick's my friend. So if I'm 10 minutes late, it's not going to be that big of a deal. And then that 10 minutes turns into 15 and 20 and 30 and then no call, no shows. And, you know, so I had, I had a really good friend of mine and he worked with me for the first six months at the mall. And for the, you know, the first four months he was all in it. He was, you know, out there every day. And I I don't know what happened, but eventually just started not showing up you know, and then when he showed up, you know, shirt was dirty, not wearing the right uniform, not being polite to customers. And then when I would say something, it would kind of revert back to, well, you know, Nick, I'm doing this as a friend. <laughs> and it's like, well, no, not really. Cause I'm paying. Right, so, right, right. <laughs> so it's not uh, in between nine and five, if I'm paying you, it's, it's not friendship. It's, it, you know, you're working. So if I could, encourage everybody when you do start up your your co-founder or your business partner you know you might have luck finding the right one that is a friend um it's a lot like dating though so you kind of have to find someone that you know that you know you are compatible with and can work well with and not get into that kind of butting heads mode um but overall friends you know just Friends and family don't mix well with business. It's just one of those things that people will tell you and you'll say, no, you're crazy. But I'm telling you from experience, it doesn't. It does not work. That, that I, I, In general, uh, I would agree with you. There are definitely uh, good exceptions. So I actually, I actually talk a lot about this issue in, uh, in my book, Startup Stories. Uh, one of the first chapters is called Choose Your Startup Spouse Wisely. Right. Uh, and I use the term startup spouse because, because that, that's essentially what it is. I mean you're creating a baby, right? You're creating this 
infant of an organization that needs a lot of attention, needs a lot of care, uh, and um, picking the right person to do that with is incredibly important. And it really becomes almost like your second spouse, right? And, and, and for, for, for Tony and I at Citizen Investor, my previous venture, which I talked about in Startup Stories, it worked out really well. Now, he and I weren't super close friends uh, when we started Citizen Investor. Uh, we, were, we were more casual acquaintances. Uh, but I agree. I mean, I think in general, it's really tough to start something with, with really close friends like that. Even though it can be a lot of fun in the early days, it, it's, really, it's really difficult. Uh, well, Nick, uh, I can't thank you enough for these excellent stories and the, uh, the honesty and the, the good advice for other entrepreneurs. I'm sure our listeners will find a lot of value uh, in that. Uh, so for our listeners, just as a reminder, uh, this is actually just one of a handful of episodes that we are airing to experiment with the Startup Stories podcast. So if you really love the show uh, and want to keep uh, want to keep the show on the air, want us to keep it going, be sure to share it with your friends and vote with your listen counts uh, to show us that you want us to keep the show alive. Uh, Nick, thank you so much for joining us today on uh, Startup Stories. Thanks for having me, Jordan. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And if you want to follow the work of today's guest, be sure to follow Nick uh, and his team's work on Twitter at City Sleekers. Thanks again, Nick. Thanks.